Dude, we, we, we supposed to be on video for this? Nah, man, just the audio. What you doing, your makeup or something? Man, you gotta know, man. I make sure, bro. Everything, <laughs> everything, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to the morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Last week, I had my girl Ty on, my dear friend Ty, Ty Nisha, <laughs> and uh, she uh, gave a really dope um, testimony, really, about her journey with uh, endometriosis. And I don't want to call it a struggle. Like I say, it's a journey. You know, she's learned a lot. She learned a lot of stuff from it, man. That's the last episode. I'm really appreciative and honored that she came through. So this week, um, I got my boy Lorenzo, a.k.a. Zoe on. Now, this is going to be a little, uh, these, these are the easier episodes to do because I actually know this guy, <laughs> you know, I actually know him. Now, I met uh, Lorenzo, damn, when we meet? 20, that will be 2016. Yeah, I think so. 2016. So this is the third amigo of the three amigos. <laughs> so I had Brandon on, Brandon, Lou, and then now Lorenzo, all of us used to work together all at one point. So when you get a chance, listen to all these episodes at one time. And that is what a typical night at work sounded like. <laughs> Man, I'm nice, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of uh, conversations that we will take to the grave. But, um, you know, and I say this before, every time I have somebody on from my last job, um, which I hated. I always say that there's only a few number of guys that I still keep in touch with. And Lorenzo is one of them. Um, he was always a cool dude. So, yeah, man, I remember when Lorenzo first came, man, he was a, a star studded person, man. All the uh, women was like, God damn, who, who is that? I was like, man, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, man, he ended up being a super cool dude, man. And uh, my first, so you all know I've been on the fitness journey for almost two years now. But when I first start, well, when I first tried to start <laughs> a couple years ago, uh, Lorenzo was one of the first people that actually kind of like gave me some pointers and worked out to get, well, let me rephrase it. I worked out with him. <laughs> we didn't work out together. I was learning shit from him. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I asked him on, man, cause he has a hell of a story. Uh, of course, I don't know every last bit of it, but, uh, I remember we were on the phone the other day um, when we were talking about doing this and he mentioned something and you mentioned something, which was kind of dope. dope. You would say you was talking to Brandon the other day and, you know, you said like where you are now versus where you were five years ago, you know, it's, it's been a big change. So if you don't, if you don't mind enlightening me, what you mean by that? Like the big change about it. Man, night and day, bro. Night and day. So like 2017, that was like, the year I know we met in 2016 and I was uh, like coming out of my situation, just transitioning in life. Um, you know, because I was playing ball in college, you know, that ain't go quite how I thought it was gonna go. Right. And up coaching that connect led me to work in security, you know what I'm saying, with you and Lou and Adams. I still keep up with Adams here and there. That's oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
But just going from that and that like that mental burn, bro. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. people really understand what it's like playing and investing all that time, all that energy in the sports or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, just just going from that to being on that level to working security, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let alone yeah. at the Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, I mean, no disrespect, but you got supervisors and management, people who who aren't educated. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen him. I know you didn't want to say what you just said, but I uh, your bro, face like you didn't. I, my, my brain just went through like how to do <laughs> the best way without, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People who who aren't educated, who who don't have any leadership skills, telling you what to do, and it's just like, all right, I get it. It's just a job. I'm here to make my money and leave. But bro, you you still got to deal with it. But and, and that was the thing. That was like my trigger. Like young, like why are these people telling me what to do? Like yeah, this is this is before that wave of humble really hit me. I'm like, man, like couple years ago, they'd have been in line asking for my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> this joke, throw they little badge at me. You know so, I'm hey, saying? if you don't mind me asking, man, rewind. Like, I forgot you played college ball, like, at a D1 school, right? So how was that playing, like, because I know you said it was a tough transition. How was the first part playing ball at Rutgers? Man, it was it was live, bro. It was it was live. Like, I mean, when anytime you go and they shutting down New York City for your bus to go through the joint. I mean, it's not like it's just me. Like, I'm live like that. But yeah, just, you know what I'm saying, the, the control and the influence that they had. The, I mean, you get all your meals paid for. I mean, it ain't like no BS meals either. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right before the game, I was telling my friend yesterday, they had these buffet tables. I talk about this all the time. They had these <laughs> buffet tables, two of them. You get on the bus the night before the game, and it'd be from it'd be like a thirty foot buffet table, two of them jump. And I mean, they got everything from the salads and all the stuff you're supposed to eat, the grilled chicken, and then it gets like the chicken tenders, the lasagna, <laughs> the this, the that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Endless, endless. Everything. That's nice, bro. And they got these refrigerators full of juice, apple juice, orange juice. <laughs> I mean, bro, you talking about people from all different backgrounds. So you got the rich kids on your team, but then you also got, you know what I'm saying, dudes who came from all types of environments. So they like, this is free? <laughs> and then you just set up, you can set up a massage, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to wow. put your name on the list. You know what I mean? And then when they I never knew that. I never asked you that. I never knew that. Chiropractic, the physical therapy, little station. You know what I mean? Dudes used to come in with their duffel bag, open the refrigerator, and just whoosh. They love the juice. I'm a on the weapon. Hey, yo, somebody got to restock this, man. Somebody hit this. <laughs> but you know who it was? They be struggling carrying their bags up to their room. <laughs> I Yo, I never time. knew that. That's cool. Uh, we would stock up for the week. You open our refrigerator back in the crib, but it'd be nothing but Gatorade, orange <laughs> juice, apple juice. We got all the juice, bro. <laughs> Y'all got all the juice for real, you know. Bro, bro. I used to, we used to have the little containers. They had the, the to-go container jumps. And I ain't really eat filet mignon, but I had like, I had a cheaper palate. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was good with the chicken tenders and lasagna, bro, but I knew my father 
crush them jumps. So <laughs> I filled up the little containers with like eight, nine pieces of filet mignon. Y'all <laughs> put in my little refrigerator in the, in the junk. So when we did the walk, it was called a Scarlet Walk. But we get off the bus, all the fans is alongside. We walking into the stadium. They had the band going out in front of us. You know what I mean? Wow. I used to duck my same. I always spotted my father. I had these two like containers filled with like it's probably like three hundred dollars worth of filet mignon. <laughs> you know, took that joint, dab me up, and they put that joint on ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your your father pops was the partner in crime then. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we was running the game out that joint. <laughs> it was an experience, man. Like for sure. So now I understand the reason I asked is because like I wanted to know, try to put myself in that position of like, you know, how it was the transition you say, because I didn't, you know, of course I wasn't at, you know, playing ball like you, but I, I did work in security right next to you. So I can kind of wrap my mind around like why that was tough, but you were left off on you know where you said you weren't used to people telling you what to do as far as the management and all that other stuff there yeah so i wasn't i wasn't used to that bro because you gotta explain like i'm coming from a place where i was the one telling people what to do <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah, like, right. like I was the one saying hey hey go ahead you know what i'm saying now nah, you gotta do this you gotta be this way hey let's meet up here so we can work out like i was that dude you know what i mean like Right. I'm not coming from it from like a cocky standpoint. I'm just saying like- No, I feel it, yeah. For context around it, like, I was like the one that people looked up to. I was the one people was looking to for guidance and stuff. So from that standpoint, it's just like, okay, you know, I understand I'm not, I'm not in that position anymore. Let me, let me find out how I can adapt and fit in. You know what I mean? Right. So from that, that standpoint of being the captain and being like the leader of being the dude who got to give directions or guidance or whatever, you know what I mean? To to being in a position where you being instructed by people who have never been in a leadership position or who have never, who has never managed. Bro, I, 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 <laughs> I know, away, I bro. get it. <laughs> I want to go in, but you already know. Hey, 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 dog, please go in. This is why it's called the morally and intellectually <laughs> sometimes disingenuous hey, <laughs> Yo, I'm man, so speak your home, peace. But honestly, bro, I'm so scarred from that place. <laughs> I was so scarred, bro. Like, you know, it's like I I can understand because as far as being like triggered and scarred and like my brother, uh, who has an amazing job that he work, he he's about to get married actually, and uh, he lives out Cali and he works for I think CBS and okay. me and him were talking um a couple months ago and he has said from his last job when he worked at Disney, he had workplace PTSD. And I was like, well, what's that? And he was just, you know, it, like, it is what it is. It is what it sounds like, workplace PTSD. Like, you know, you just have flashbacks and things like that from, you know, a previous place of employment that, you know, was just hell on earth. You know what I mean? And so I started thinking, I was like, damn, maybe I got that shit. Because, like, you know, it's to this day, like, you know, we all, me, like me, Lorenzo, Brandon, Lou, Adams, all of us worked overnight. So, you know, and I worked, I can't, I can't speak for everybody else, but I worked, I think I was like the last one to leave out of all y'all. I worked there for almost seven years. 
And right. Yeah, man. I was I was there for a minute. You know what I mean? You know, carrying a weapon. And it's like to this day, you know, even though I haven't been gone that long, it's been less than a year. Like when my alarm, like I'll be looking at the clock and it'll be like 10 o'clock at night. You Greek, you know how it is. Like, you know what I'm You're saying? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, you know, you know how it is. So it's like, I look, I'm like, damn. Or like, yo, just like, you know, I was out with my boy the other night, man. We was just in the city. And it's like, I'm still trying to get into the mindset of like, damn, bro, I'm, I can do shit during the evening. I can do shit at night. You know, it's wild. So I feel you that like, you know, it, 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 scarred from a place of employment that just had a lot you know had a lot of weight on your mental and at least me physical health too yeah i mean like but i remember us being on post like it was cool like when i was with you or i was mcgee or adams or you know what i'm saying we was outside on the ranch for people yeah <laughs> you know what time we was good you know what yeah. i mean but yeah, it man. Nice, and you knew you was tired. You knew you was gonna be hurting. <laughs> you knew. Hey, man. I'm gonna just say this, and we can uh, transition to the other part of the uh, question I want to ask. Uh, thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. Bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Bro, I don't remember all the details, but I got like a little story, bro. Yeah, what's up? So. So I don't I don't need to put names because you know what I'm saying I affiliate still with some of these jokers, you know what I mean? Right, but right. My man who I was on post with, right? We was on TCMA, so it's like <laughs> a high visibility post. Right. You know. Right. And we like every like I think after the first two hours, we alternate taking breaks. So we get an hour break, woody woo, and then you know what I'm saying, the next person go on break. Yeah. So my partner, my man's. He had a spot that he slid to in the in the theater. That he, you know what I'm saying? He take a little nap in, and then you know he's supposed to wake up from the nap and relieve me. Right, <laughs> buddy. I knew this man was hurting. <laughs> I was like, man, I should go first because who knows? Like, right, know, they, yeah. break, they gonna cut into my break. Woody, woody, woo. Right. I'm like whatever, man. He hurting. He need to go first. I already knew the spot he was at because that was his spot he, that he, you know what I'm saying, laid down, be sleeping. An hour went by. I'm like, all right, I'm about to, you know, go on break, bro. Hour and a half, bro. I'm mm-hmm. calling this man on the low line. Like, bro, <laughs> bro, my turn be, I need at least 30, bro. <laughs> 30. Right, right. Two hours, bro. And then the break guard, like, yo, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the first hour I could cover, like, yeah, I told him he could have my hour, you know what I'm saying? Like we worked that out, so you know, it's right. it's all good. But with them two hours up and the break guards trying to leave, they, just, <laughs> oh, they coming up, bro. It's like two and a half, three hours into this man. He's been gone about three hours, bro. <sighs> like, hey yo, you know what? Uh, and they call in the supervisors. He's like, I gotta do my other breaks. Supervisor standing on post calling around. Where is so and so? And then they looking at me like, yo, I know you know where this man is. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to cover, but I'm just I'm just standing there. They went right. on to look. This man come up, bro, like three and a half hours after he went on break initially, bro. 
And I'm talking about they pressing me like I was the one going like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you knew where he was and you could have said something. <laughs> like, yeah, they already got him for being late to post, you know what I mean? But yeah, he like, cause I ain't want to say where he was cause we was cool. They just assumed like, you know, I knew what he was posted up the whole time or sleeping the whole time, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Bro, these people so petty, bro. They put me on 13 and a half, which is notoriously the worst post. <laughs> yeah, they man. Got, they got FPS walking around that junk constantly. You know, so <laughs> it's one of those posts that's easy to get caught slipping. Right. I talk about they put me on that post for two weeks straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And stuck you didn't want to. Bro, they stuck with, when we say stuck me, that means they just held you over for like four extra hours. Like, right. we, like we were supposed to work midnight to eight. But then they put me from midnight to 12, bro. Like, <laughs> days out the week, bro. Two weeks in a row. Bruh, I'm like, oh, hey. man. You know, when I asked you to do this, I didn't ask to be triggered neither. So. You wanted to go back in time. So. Hey, yeah, we had, to, we had to get a little nostalgia in, you know. Yeah, man. Nah, man. Yeah, dog, I. Had to had to do it for nostalgia, man. You know, but it's kind of like it's just a humbling moment to let you know where you've come from as far as like this bad management and like now living the life that you live. But you had said something earlier when we first started. You said like 2017 was the year that like you really started getting humbled or something like that. Something along the lines you said that. Yeah, bro. Like that was by far like that was my defining year, bro. Like that was that year that I could have even been, you know what I'm saying? Joe Schmo, like, you know what I'm saying, doing nothing, just like kind of let that eat at me and, and just, right. you know, in that same type of environment. Or oh, I was like, nah, bro, I gotta go. You know what yeah. I mean? I gotta, even though I couldn't use like skills, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna backpedal, like, that's not gonna save me in this position. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Covering receivers, that's not gonna save me. <laughs> but I had to right. really tap into myself. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to have learned something in that time I was in, the, in you know what I'm saying, at that grind. Like, granted, right. like, I was really on the one track to the NFL, you know what I mean? But, right, right. I was like, there's some kind of skill that I picked up that I had to translate to get me out of this situation, bro. Right. And, you know, it, it took a long time. I don't know why it took me so long, because I had nothing, no, nothing but time to think. But right. it was really like that that drive, bro. Like, I just had to realign my drive to be from football to be to whatever. But the problem was, I didn't know what that goal was supposed to be. Right. You know? Like, I always had that, 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 you know what I'm saying, picture of right. me being in the NFL uniform to, you know what I'm saying? All right, that's where I'm trying to go. That's where I'm supposed to be. That's where I'm supposed to, you know what I'm saying, put my effort and energy to. But I didn't have that no more, bro. I'm just like, what? What am I? What am I really striving to? Like, yeah, I can strive. I can, I, but I can, you know, what I'm saying I can push myself to get to a place, but I didn't know what that place was supposed to be. Right. That's what it's just like. That's what kept me so like in that funk. You know what I mean? And and, and like basically like depressed, bro. Like, yeah, because I didn't have that. I didn't have that goal no more. Right. So I was like, you know what? I don't care what the goal is. I'm gonna come up with something. Out of here, you know what I mean? Like I'm not built to be in this job. I'm not built to be in here long term. Yeah, the money was cool, but you know what I mean? Nah, right? right. Heck no. Yeah, that's how they get you, man. Like you know, you uh, in any job really, but one like that, you know, and it's it's just you. They and you know, we was younger, real younger. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, you throwing eighty, ninety thousand dollars at a 24, 25-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like, oh, bet. Da, da, da. But then it's like you get caught in that cycle. You get caught, or as my father calls it, a hamster wheel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's everybody know my story, people that already listen to mine, but it's just, I'll just repeat it, is the fact that you, you just get, you get stuck, <laughs> you know? And, you know, you, uh, I know there, there's this saying, that it's like being in your late being in your 20s early 30s it's difficult because it's like damn you're too young to have it together but you then you feel like you're too old not to have it together and then you mix that with social media and trying to fight the urge to compare your life to other people's and you know everybody out here buying houses having kids doing all this other shit and you like damn man what am i really doing but it's like you know guys like me you brandon lou whatever it's like all right I can't be here forever. So what else happened in 2017, though? You know, if you don't mind me asking. Other than security, bro, like, it was a whole lot of stuff. I mean, some personal stuff, too, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, of course. You mm-hmm. know, fair relationship, you know what I mean? Like, Right, right, uh, yeah. It was another opportunity, like, to play with the AFL or, yeah, the AFL that was just kind of dangled over me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, was, I was working 12s and then driving to Baltimore I practiced with that team for like two hours and then Shorty wanted to chill, you know what I'm saying? She stayed out in, in DC and I, and a little bit, like I felt compelled to chill with her. I mean, I, you know, at the same time, yeah, that's my girl. Cool. But I felt compelled because I'm not going to say she moved out there for me, but that was an influence. That was part of the reason why she chose to go to that school at DC. You know what I mean? Cause it would be closer to me. We'll be, we'll, we met in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? When I was in school. So working a 12 hour shift, Driving an hour to Baltimore, practicing two hours, coming back to D.C., telling her, you know what I'm saying, going back home way out the way to Akakee, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Sleeping for, like, maybe an hour or two, get back up to do the same thing, bro. Like, that, that jump, bro, that yeah. that was it. I yeah. had a breaking point. Like, doing that over and over, bro, I was just like, man. So it was just one day. <laughs> it was one day I was just like, man, I can't. I can't, bro. This, <laughs> this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I packed my bags. I packed like two suitcases. I got dressed like I'm going to work. I was like, man, I'm going to just drive and see what happens. So I started going like I'm going to work. And I was like, but nah, bro. I called in. I was like, hey, I can't make it in. My brother, dad, I need burritos. <laughs> And I don't got no brother, no actual like. Brother. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't really feel like that guilty, bro. But I just drove, man. I just drove and just kept on driving, bro. I just drove south. I hit 95 south and I just kept driving. Really? That was, it, that was the last time I ever worked in that place. That's how you left. I never knew that. Yes, bro. Damn, that's crazy. So you kind of just quit on the spot and, you know. Cause I remember we was like, "Yo, y'all seen?" Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. You know what I mean? I was like, "Yo, everybody see Lorenzo?" I was like, "Nah, man." You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn, that's crazy. So where'd you end up, man, bro? I went from I went from Aggie and I stopped in like Richmond. I went to Kenley, North Carolina. I went to Fayetteville. I went to Myrtle Beach. I went to Columbia. I went to uh, uh, Savannah, Jacksonville, Daytona, Orlando, Kissimmee. And that's funny, when I got to Kissimmee, I met up with um, McGee, uh, Brandon. Right. 
you know, I stayed with them for a couple of days, you know, whatever was cool. We went out, we hung out, and then they left. And his uh his wife still job was mad at me because I ruined their little family vacation. Everybody yeah. gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You put them on a family vacation. Yeah, <laughs> then I went back up to Daytona because I, you know what I'm saying? Like every place I was, I was driving out of like a place of like frustration, depression, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, right. I didn't care. Like, I was just like, I need to start over. I, and I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I need to start over. And I, and, you know, I was just driving back, making connections along the way. I would only stay in a place like a few days, but it was kind of fun. Like every everywhere I end up, I get to kind of like, reinvent myself you know what i mean i get to like say like you know is this the environment i want to be in like i can be anybody you know what i mean i don't got to be lorenzo the security guard i don't got to be lorenzo the the you know what i'm saying the former football player i could just you know what i'm saying basically be what you like right right yeah, yeah. but you know so, what, I mean? what did your family think like you it know was what sad mean? bro they were sad like i mean they seen it they seen me going like going through it like they seen the frustration like every day i come back and they see like this ain't where I'm trying to be. You know I mean? Right. Yeah. But yeah. they they knew that I had to go through something. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things like like a lot of people, a lot of parents, they try to protect their kids from going through certain things. But it's just like you know, there's 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 no amount of there's no sheltering from it. It's just life. You know what I mean? Right. I go right. through their own little thing. And yeah. it's funny, like one of the things that I was doing on post to like kind of keep myself like my mind like busy and active and, and, and like kind of distract from the fact that I was there. It's like, you know, those little log sheets, the activity log sheets that we had to do like every hour. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Them joints. I forgot what they was called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing uh, conspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> you know no suspicion like, of foot. <laughs> yeah, no suspicion of whatever. Dumb so on the back of them joints, yeah. I just write out all right, um, and I give myself like a goal, you know what I mean? Like how I said, I always have to have like a vision of something I want to see. I'd be like, all right, I want to buy a house. I just write something random. I want to buy a house. All right, that means I need this amount of money in order to buy, a, put a down payment for a house like this. All right, so if I need this amount of money that I need to make. Uh, I got to work this many days. And if I work this many days on this many hours, you know, then I had this much, but if I need to save this much, you know what I'm saying? Calculate yeah. bills. It's just busy work, you know what I'm saying? But right. it's funny because that level of like um, backwards planning, you know, be practicing that type of backwards planning is kind of like helped me in my last job. And that last job told me to get this job, you know what I mean? Like, so right. all of that, it was almost like a training. It's kind of weird. It's almost like a mental training, a mental like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Back to Daytona, Savannah, Richmond, and I came back home. So I was going maybe like a month for some change. But I was like, all right, bro, I'm not. There's no way I'm going back to this. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I got to do something. So I ended up going back to school and finishing my master's in urban planning. Okay. And um, I went back. And it was cool because I was, like, finally living, like, the regular college experience, like, no football. I'm like, man, this is kind of easy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> All you got to do is go to class and that's Man, it. All you got to do is roll over in the morning, wake up. You good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. Um, So I did that and I got out and it's so funny, bro. Like, I'm like, all right, I got my masters down. I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, take off, make a whole lot of money, bro. <laughs> Life hit you again, huh? I went back to security, bro. It was a different company. What? I, was, I didn't know that. Bro, I was working with ASP. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, the National Archives, bro. I heard it's rough over there. Uh, you standing on marble floors for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my uh, assumptions are correct. <laughs> hey, bro. The only good thing was that it closed, so you knew you was getting off. Oh like, yeah, wasn't no stuck shit, nothing yeah. like that. So how long was you, man? I didn't know no, I didn't know all none of this, man. You know, it's crazy because like when me and you, like when we were when, when all of us were still working together, mm. you know, we were like I said, we were younger. So of course the conversations were different. You know, all we talked about was just what girl we fucking with, you know what I'm saying? Or what, you know, what I mean, what we doing this weekend or whatever. And it's like uh shorty the other day was like yeah so what you like to do for fun and i always say anytime somebody asks me that it's it's kind of hard to answer because you know i'm 31 and the last time i had a life <laughs> was you said what Getting up there fool yeah i know right <laughs> uh arp card came in the mail the other day you know <laughs> um the last time i like had a life before now i was what 23 24 you know, so at that time, all I was trying to do was just smash anything that walked. You know what I mean? Spend money on dumb shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, you said I ain't had no vision. I ain't no drive. I had no ambition. So now, all these years later, I'm relearning myself. So the same things that I like to do for fun, quote unquote, fun back then, I can promise you ain't the same thing that I like to do for fun now at 31 years old. You know, I went to uh, about a month ago, I went, uh, treated myself going to a, uh, uh they call it by, jazz by candlelight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you go to, and I said, it was a Miles Davis tribute oh, and, uh, dog. So nice. Yo, man. So nice. They got the best of Frank Sinatra coming up in, in a couple of weeks, but that's the weekend of my brother's wedding. So I can't go. But point of the matter is, is the fact that like, I would have not enjoyed that when I was, 22 23 you know what i'm saying or wherever however old i was when i started you know working at that place you know what i'm saying and when i met when i met all y'all you know so yeah man things you know your interests change your desires change at least they should because i know we we and you both know dudes women too like you know who are way older than us that be wilding yeah for sure you know, and that's why when I asked you on anybody else I've had on, it's like, man, everybody got a story, but not everybody's done learn from it. Yeah. You know, that separates the the few. Like, ah, right, yeah, you've been through some shit, but what you learn from it. You know what I mean? I've seen people been through all types of shit, but they still doing the same thing, which is whatever. You know, that's your that's they that's their business. But like, nah, I can't be around nobody that's not teachable. You know what I mean? Nah, you can't grow, you know. So So my thing, like with, with what you're saying, like um, like I, like if you do the same thing, that's cool. That's you know, that's your prerogative, whatever. But you, at some point, you lose the right to complain about yeah, things, right? If you're not really making any changes to your routine, or you know, you're not adding to yourself, then you can't really expect certain things to be different. So right, right. It's like you know, you know the environment. Like when we was working there, and even the second one that I was in, the second job. It was just like, man, like people complain all day because that's what people do. But right. it's like, bro, like, how long you been here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, I hate my bro. And maybe this is me, but I hate when young people talk, like old people talk down to me, you know, because they're older. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, young, you know, young blood, you young. I'm like, bro, like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just talking about that with somebody where, you know, age does not constitute wisdom. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Age does not constitute knowledge, you know, and it's a few people who used to be close to or that I'm close to who used to think like that. And I had like, for example, I had a conversation with someone I'm not going to talk about, but we were talking about suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and you have both, I'm not going to say been suicidal, but we know what the thing is like to be depressed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, thank God I've never been that in a point where like I've thought about taking myself out and God rest the souls of people who have. But I know personally, I've never got that close, you know, and I can only imagine what it feels like to be in a dark spot like that. But, you know, I was talking to this particular person and, and you know, they were they had mentioned somebody who had, had taken themselves out of here mm-hmm. and they had said that, oh, um, you know, they if they would only know if they would have just stuck hold that held on and things would have got better and you know blah 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 blah. i'm like "Mm." now mind you this person is easily 40 50 years older than me easily and so i said "Mm, what you mean by that and they just said well you know what i mean i've been living long enough (laughs) where i've realized that you know every time you hit a dark spot it's always going to get better i said okay that's exactly my point is that you can say that about your experience. You know, you can say, okay, I've been through this before. I've seen this movie before. I know I'll be all right. You can't necessarily, it's not fair to put that burden on someone who who doesn't know what that's like. You've been around long enough. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like using your age as a conduit to speak down on somebody. You know what I mean? Everybody goes through something different. And I was like, you realize you've been along you've been alive long enough for you to realize that okay this is going to get better you can't say that to somebody who's never had (laughs) you know who they've never if and excuse me i'm only i'm only speaking on the outside in because i don't know what it's like somebody explains suicide is that i think i mentioned this on here before i can't remember but somebody who would try killing themselves didn't i don't want to say luckily they didn't succeed they're still alive is what i'm trying to say and they said, when you're suicidal and you're dealing with depression like that, it's almost as if you're on the fire escape of a hundredth floor building and you're on the hundredth floor and it's on fire. Either you go back in or you jump off. Yeah. Either way, you're dead. You know what I mean? And that's the way they look at it. So older folks, they kind of, and that's just an example of, you know, how like what you said, older folks got a way of like, not all, because my my father, my parents, you know, my mom, you know, they don't do that. You know what I mean? But I, I've had had conversations with cats, me and you used to work with, <laughs> you know, way older than us. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, it's crazy because like dudes that we used to work with or other guys I know that are older, like, you know, a lot of them would, for example, talk down on marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, you know, marry, you know, don't get married. Okay, are you speaking that because of the experiences that you've been through? Because I be seeing the shit that you be talking about, but you don't never talk about the shit you talk about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So after a while, like you said, like you can't really complain, you know, if you're not trying to change your environment. It's funny, like this dude, this dude I knew, um, you know, all that young blood talk. Nah, I can't stand it, but <laughs> me neither. You know what I mean? I've been, you know what I'm saying? I was like, how long you been working here, man? He's like, yeah, I've been here 20 years. I was like, you know, so in a lot of in a lot of ways, I'm older than you. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, my, range of, my range of experience is, is a lot. <laughs> oh, you went there, huh? I, I, I killed him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, bro, like, in a way, you've lived the same day over and over for the last 20 years. Bro. Damn. That break room was like, God dang, yo. Like, <laughs> you can't be like that. The worst part was that whole comment was smack over top of his head. He didn't even know what I was saying. Wow. Uh, I was like, I got to go. He said, I got to go. No, man. Muhammad Ali said, if a man is 20 and he views this world the same way he did at 50, he's only wasted 30 years of his life. Mm. You know, and it's like me and you, I know your father's been close in your life. I'm blessed to say the same you know, and it's like, luckily, you know, we've had male influences because I got multiple men that I'm close to that are older than us, but we've had male influences on who to look up to and what to be. But on the opposite end, we've had older men around us that you look at <laughs> and yeah. learn what not to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and I, I all the time, and this is like, dog, like, you know, coming from person like you coming from a person like me damn shit everybody that's been on this damn podcast up until this point you know what i mean all every last person came to a situation okay or came to a point in their situation where they were like yeah nah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like nah i i can't do this you know what i mean i I can't do it so yeah man so what happened after uh the security man where the asp joint um well how long were you there for I was there from for like November of 2018 to June 2019. Okay. So, yeah, I left there and I, it was kind of funny. Like I got a uh, got somebody reaching out to me from this other federal contract. It was a different type of job. It was like administration, like administrative work. Right. And um, they were offering me like something low. You know what I mean? Like it was like a seven dollar an hour pay cut essentially. Mm. Like, that's a big cut, bro. Right. Like, it's gonna add up. I was working, working part time with ASP, so I wasn't getting really the hours that I wanted, even I didn't really want them, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be there anyway. Bro, and it's just kind of crazy, like the way that God talks to you. know what I mean, like I always see God through people, you know what I mean? Like right. I don't hear like a, a voice coming down from you know what I'm saying from the heavens, exactly. but right, something you need to hear will come from somebody that's unsuspecting you know what i mean so it was this girl i was on post with and i'm never working on post her because me and her work different days and, and different shifts right. and for whatever reason i just got to talking about the opportunity that i had and i was like yeah you know this other job reached out it's like administrative stuff you know i wouldn't be in a uniform but it's like a pay cut and you know what i'm saying she was like if you don't freaking go you know what i mean like it was like if you don't I, she's like i wish i had an opportunity to get out of here i don't care what mm. i don't care what they talking about right now and maybe that was just the confirmation I needed. So, bro, yeah. I just left. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was still on the contract, but I took the other job too. And I was, you know, going in five days a week. It was, you know, it was okay. I was working at the uh, Marshall headquarters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was only there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was picking up stuff real fast. I'm like, man, this is this is school. Like, this is easy. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I was like, man, this is what the regular professional working world looks like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not in a uniform. I can actually think and, you know, be able to articulate myself. And it was like the second the second week I was there, 
I had a meeting with like the assistant chief, one of them titles, people with the big titles, right. basically explaining what I do and, you know, what I've, you know, picked up and stuff. And they were just like, so impressed. They were like, yo, like, you want to come work for me? Or, you know, you, you want to, you know, uh, you, you, I can't believe you picked up all the information in just two weeks. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, cool. Like, you gave me a job <laughs> to do, I'm going to do it. Right. And um, it was just kind of funny because they were always kind of suspicious that I wouldn't want to be there because it's not exciting. They just looked at me like this big swole dude, like, oh, he's not going to want to be here because, you know, it's kind of boring and tedious. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I was still putting my resume out there. And then I got a call. So I was at, I started this job in like June and I got a call in uh, July. Mm. And it was a call to be like a strategy analyst over the Pentagon. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because they seen I got a degree in urban planning. Right. But it was just like how it all, the, the, like the way everything worked out is so crazy, bro. Like <laughs> if you told somebody to put these pieces together, like just think about it. Like the yeah. timing of them finding me was so perfect just because I was already reaching that dead end point because I was at this new job making less but it's just like I don't feel like this isn't fulfilling you know what I mean right and the person at the job I was moving to had just left and I was like great this is great I got my I went I'm so glad I left security and I took that that jump from that first security job to go back to school to finish my master's to get the master's but the whole time I'm at the other security job I'm doing the same thing writing down goals look yeah I'm here I need to do this I need to woo 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 and this this and then this new opportunity came up like three weeks into the job I'm at. I'm like, I'm gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being able to really, and then I was at the, I was at the Pentagon for maybe like two years, and I recently left. But um, it was just like the things that I learned at that job, and the people I've been able to influence at that joint. It's just like I would have never been able to do that if I was still playing football, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is that that people don't really see is just like the the sphere of influence and you know it's not really just about the money like money comes and money goes and you know i'm good with what i'm doing now but it's just like this is it's um it's so much bigger than what you think it is in that moment like you it don't is. understand why you're going through something to the end like you're doing like the hindsight 2020 yeah but i was yeah. like yo i'm so glad that I was at this job to give me that job. But then when I got to the Pentagon, you know what I'm saying? I'm using a bunch of the skills that I learned at the job I was only for three weeks because that was like really Excel heavy. So when I got mm. there, I was like, oh, this is easy. You know, I know how to do this. You know, you know yeah. it's easy to impress people. Right. But then I was up against a new challenge. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the type, I mean, you work next to, I mean, you, you, you know, close to the Pentagon. So, you know, like right. the type of environment that is. Right. And. The only reason I got that job really was because the PM was a black lady who, you know, advocated for black men, young black men, young educated black men. Granted, I didn't have a whole lot of experience. It was like a lot of old heads in leadership, like, oh, he doesn't really got a lot of experience in this, this, that, and the third, woo, 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 woo. Right. And they went as far as to say, like the PM, the government PM, she was basically like, Oh, he's too cute to be in his office. He he's an athlete, you know what I mean? He, <laughs> he, he don't know anything. So there was before I even got a door, there was writing me off saying I was going to try to talk to all the girls in the office. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't look like I knew what I was doing. She went on my Facebook looking up football stuff and like, bro, <laughs> me apart, bro. So I was Man. already up against, I was already up against like that as soon right. as I walked in the door, bro. So they, they, I'm not going to say they set me up, but they made it difficult for me to prove myself in that position. 
Right. So like a week before, they was trying to downgrade my position. They were like, well, you know, we've already agreed to your, you know, your offer. So, yeah, but we're going to move you to a, like a front desk customer service type position. I'm like, come on, man. You know what time it's, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they had me give a um, briefing of all the, like, construction projects going on around the Pentagon uh that impacted like parking transportation and everything within two weeks of me being there i mean i don't i, be, I don't even have a cat car at this point <laughs> <laughs> but i got a briefing to the director that, that oversees all of these operations yeah and i mean killed it bro killed yeah. it. like i took that job home i was studying i was studying in my house like off i was like i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm kill this because i belong here you know what i mean i yeah. took that same like I try to use that same like football drive, like yeah, we gotta beat uh, Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I'm in there study like it's a playbook. <laughs> no man, I was, I was on that play with time, and then ever since then I was just like proving myself, bro. And you know what's crazy is after that, the government manager. Let me tell you how messed up they are. They was like, oh, he's he's not like the other black guys. This is what he said to my the the, the contract. <laughs> I like the other black guys. He's like, uh, you know, it's a racist comment, but basically. Of course, of course. And uh, and then she told me about that, like how, you know, how race, how racist that comment was. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." But ever since then, I never, I never dressed up going to work after that, bro. For the next (laughs) two and a half years that I was there, I never dressed up. It'd be a shirt, a t-shirt, some khakis, and some it's the Pumas. <laughs> bro, I was like, oh, nah, this is what you think I look like. So for everybody that comes through looking like me, every black young black man that you encounter on the street is going to look exactly like me. Except when you look at them, you're not going to think of what you used to think. You're going to think of me. You're going to think of the educated black man that knows how to articulate themselves. Just because I'm dressed like this don't mean I'm not, you know, smart or intelligent or whatever. Of course. So that was my whole motivation for never dressing up again. And that is that's dope, bro. That actually reminds me of a story that my father tells. Uh, he went to um, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, mm-hmm. and um, one of his classes. You know, my dad. You know, he's from the hood. He's from Southeast, whatever. Uh, one of the most smart, intellectual, intelligent men that I know. And he said that he was in class um, the first day in class, and you know, the big stadium seat in classrooms. And the professor goes, I'm going to just put this out there uh, right now. I don't like black people, right? Now, this is back in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, you would have got out of there. You said that now. But this is, you know, literally, what, 12 years after Malcolm X got assassinated. So, like, this isn't, you know, probably, yeah, probably about, yeah. So, like, it's, it. so what he did, he was the only black guy in the class. He said the next day he sat in the very front. And... You know, the professor tried to, you know, pretty much make his life a living hell and send a 30 and ace in the class. So it's like, you know, you can't, and then, you know, it, stuff like that. You know how it is. Like, you know, when I be given, when I'm at Arlington Cemetery, you know, my part time job, I'm the only black male historian there. And so, you know, I've had, you know, white folks like hand me their trash because they think I'm the janitor. You know what I'm saying? Wow. The next thing you know, they see the same black face telling their history to them better than any, any white person could. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's crazy. But going back to the comment you made, man, I really liked it where you said that God talks to you through other people. It's deep because, you know, again, it's religion and relationship. Religion 
teaches you or tells you that you're supposed to hear this big voice like nah like you know it come his voice comes in through all forms and mix that with the when you when your friend when your colleague said um man if you don't take if you don't jump if you don't take it you know what I'm saying? And I'm not the biggest Steve Harvey fan, but he talks about that a lot. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he talks about jump, jumping, you know what I mean? And it's like, just like you, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't still in security and like, you know, I got my the full-time job, the radio offered me to join. I was like, mm, damn, that's a pay cut, but it's like, dog, it's now or never. Yeah. This is what I've been working for. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, money is money. Money is imperative. Money is important. But it's like what you said, like, nah, it's it's about where it leads you to. You know what I mean? It's like if you I know you were because I even I remember uh, when we first met, you were going to all these different NFL workouts and stuff like that. And I remember you really want to get into the league. But, you know, it's like we're sitting there trying to open it, open a door that God is, you know, what I mean, trying it, it, he just nailed shut. And we're like, why isn't this what I'm supposed to be doing? And no, it's really not. And it's like you said, another thing I like you said, where you said that, you know, somebody, if you, I would have never thought these pieces would have been pieced together like the way they have been, you know, but that teaches you humility. Yeah, for sure. You know, there are plenty of people who are very successful right now, but they're assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they're assholes. And, and the ones that, you know, you have some people that like it was just given to them you know guys the people like me and you we work for it it'd be the ones that work for it that are now assholes that bother me you know what i mean they don't know what it took how hard it was to get there exactly exactly it's like okay you you know got your 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 success whatever that may be you know but then you're shitting on somebody else you know what i mean because they're not man look i don't care i come a fam i come from a family that celebrates everything so I don't care if like somebody's working at McDonald's and they got promoted to head fry cook. Fuck mm -hmm. it. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's something that you've been working for and working towards, you know what I'm saying? That's that, that is important. And if you want, if you, if that's, that's important to you, I'm gonna help you celebrate it. You know what I mean? Cause you're trying to change. So, you know, as far as I'm, <laughs> oh, there's always a pod. I need to put like, I need, I need to put like a, a name on this part of the joint. There's always a small part of each episode that like I'll ask people like with all of your success, how is that tied in with your romantic life? Just to touch on it a little bit. Oh man, bro. <laughs> you know it's crazy? Like, man, I don't even know where to start, bro. Like <laughs> it's, it's I'm a, man. It's, <laughs> it's hard. Because I think part of me is part of me, part of it is me. I'm, I make it kind of difficult because I don't really allocate that type of time that I would need to invest in somebody to have like a very meaningful relationship. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because I'm so, I got this momentum, right? Like, I see the vision, I see where I'm supposed to be. I, I got the drive. I'm, you know, I'm back on it. You know what I mean? So, with me doing personal training, I got a personal training business. I got, you know, I do real estate, I do right. real estate investment. You know what I mean? Like I got my full time. Like, so for me to say, all right, well, you know, I'm gonna see you every day. That's that's tough for me because now I'm taking away time that I've allocated to one of these and doubles. You know what I mean? Like, and each one takes its own. Each one really requires a full day's worth of work. 
Right. But I'm I'm overlapping work as I'm as I'm going. So it's like a lot of like it's 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 mentally demanding. Sometimes physically demanding with personal training, but more right. or less mentally demanding. So for me to come off of these overlapping full work days between real estate, my job as a management analyst, and then you know personal training, and then to be like, all right, let me engage in you know an hour long conversation with you, and let me you know <laughs> take you out, or you know all that. Like that's it's a lot, bro, and yeah. and it's kind of tough because you know like. You, you have things like, you know, um, you know, I, I don't have any kids, you know, uh, that I know of. Um, <laughs> that, but, see, that sometimes disingenuous. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, saying you live alone or you got a car, you got, you know, a little bit of money in your pocket. It's like, you know, it's, it's hard to find. I'm not going to say it's hard to find women, but it's, it's hard to really be sure of the investment that the woman might be making into you. Is it because of you or is it because of where you are? Is it because of, you know what I'm saying? Like right. the person you are, or is it because of what you can do for them? And it's just like, it takes a long time to really bet through that, you know, like, and, and it's not to say like, it's all up to them. Like a lot of it's me too. Like I gotta, I gotta put forth that level of energy and effort for it to be meaningful. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes I think it's working. Sometimes it's not. And sometimes you don't know it's not working till way down the road. And it's just like, dang, a big waste of time. You got to start all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, nah, man. Good points. All good points. You know, I uh, one time I was um, seeing somebody about it. Mm, let's say like around it was like right after I started on my workout journey. So like December of like 2020. And, you know, I'd already working at the radio part time. I was still at you know, doing the security overnight. And then I went back to um, the second time Arlington Cemetery for just like a day or two a week. So, you know, um, because I was out of work for like those six months when I fucked my hand up. And I talked about that in the first episode, but, um, you know, so I'm trying to play catch up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, you know, do what I got to do. And I remember this particular person that said, man, you work too much or something. It was something about like, it wasn't you work too much. Like you, you need to take a break what the subliminal was you don't spend it you don't have enough time for me but the irony about this is that when we had met and i never said anything about this but when we had met she had said that her last boyfriend had no ambition at all Hmm. so which one you want (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean which 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 one you want you know, but that's so crazy. Like, and I wish we had a we had a woman on here to defend herself, like defend women. Yeah, of course. Because I, like I don't, I'm not speaking out against women. These are just yeah, things that have happened in our lifetimes. You know, it's just like it's it's such a it's such a conflict. Like people want, I'm not gonna say people, women. Like I say, women either. It's just like <laughs> it's people just to be on I the safe people. side. Because so, like, men do like, men do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to want, want my person, you know what I'm saying, to be all about me. And at the same right. time, I still want my space, you know, but. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Give right. me my space to check in on, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, bro, it, it's, it's tough out here, man. It's just like, I think was, and I hate talking about social media. I absolutely hate it. But yeah. I think there's, not only like it's becoming like group thing you know what i mean like they see something 
or we see something and then we're thinking that this is how something's supposed to be or something's supposed to look. And these ideas are being put out and circulated. So now a lot of people are adapting these ideas or it can be something stupid like, I only paint my toenails white because yeah. she paints her toenails white. And every girl I see paints her toenails white. So I gotta paint my toenails white too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it takes a long time to get past that that layer to get to who that person really is. You know what I mean? That takes a long time to break down. It's like, all right, yeah, I see who you want to be. I see who you're pretending to be, but you know, show me something different. Because what you think is different is the same thing that you know the last. 15 posts I've seen, you know, I scroll through, that's, they talking the same way, you say, saying the same thing. Right, right. I narrated a book a few years ago, man, it was called uh, Black Plagues, and uh, it was by, it was uh, by author, um, New York Times best-selling author by a dude named Kenny Rich Fomenung, and basically, he talked about, you know, what the book was, it was like, things that plague the Black community, and, um, it, this isn't have all the way to do what we're talking about, but it makes me think of it. There was a part in it where he started talking about reality TV and he was saying that, you know, reality TV, I think is, it can potentially be detrimental to all people of all races, of all sexes. You know what I mean? But the point is that I'm trying to make that he made in there is that a lot of people see that, you know what I mean? And think that that's real life, you know? And they like you said they try to adapt it into theirs and it just doesn't fit you know what i mean and kind of outside of the romance thing whatever that's just a that's just a universal concept of social media you know and television and tv is where we see these oh man why ain't they doing this they doing that blah 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 blah. and i've had to check my own friends i've had to check myself like you know that's not real like what you people own people never post their failures is is the saying goes you know what i'm saying so you know, when it comes to, you know, this whole thing, this whole talk about ambition and all this other stuff, you know, it's like in mixing that with the romantic side and like that particular the young woman who I told like, yo, man, I, I didn't say nothing. I just said, mm, OK, well, you know, I, I'm trying to do what I got to do. But in my mind, because I, I, I didn't really know how to communicate it. You know what I mean? Like, well, dog, you told me your last dude like just didn't, <laughs> like, you know, have any drive. But now I have too much. Like, you know what I mean? What is that? You know, so that's kind of one of them conversations where I kind of like just leave it alone and just tell that person, look, man, it's, it's, you got to look at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. In this case, you got to figure out what it is that you want, because, you know, I my father you know, all a lot of other mentors that I have, like, you know, they say you stand for something or fall for nothing. You know what I mean? Like you got you got to have. Every man got a code. Every man got to, you know what I mean, have uh, have that brand that makes that makes him feel like, you know, OK, I'm doing something with my life and this, that and the third. And, you know, me and you, we ain't got to go into the details, but we wasted enough time on conversations about, oh, man, look at this shorty right here. This, that and the third. Like we older now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, eh. you know, yeah, I mean, neither one of us are married. Neither one of us have kids. And it's like that point that you made, like, damn, is this person dealing with me because of the situation, because of where I'm at in life? Because I literally had a young woman tell me, like, she saw my before and after pictures of working out. And, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, again, not to like out women or anything, but she said some wild shit. She said, because I told him, like, this particular person, how insecure I was about not 
taking pictures and you know shit I told you when I first tried to start you know what I mean whatever like just didn't like you know my my size my my look and she goes oh well yeah you look great but yeah I mean you know I probably wouldn't have fuck with you if you look like what you did in the other joint <laughs> I was like yo like what's up like is that a compliment like yo is it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, like, seriously? Like, and I just said, oh, okay, all right. You know, and it just was wild because one, it spoke to the thing of what you just said. Like, damn, you only would you mess with me if I was still like in this in this other situation. And then two, you just kind of subliminally showed me you suck at like when someone when especially when a man is like expressing himself to you. Because if I say, hey, look, I was very depressed in this picture. And I felt, you know, less than and all this. And then you further, yeah. <laughs> like, say, like, oh, I wouldn't fuck with you either. Like, yo, what's up? What's up with you, dog? So it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta vet that. I, I just want to put it out there. There are plenty of great, amazing women out of there. Of course, and that's Boy, why. qualified and definitely way out of my league. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wanted to put out, I don't want, I don't want to leave it like that. But I'm just nah, saying, nah, no, straight up, straight up. And then, and then, not every experience, but some of the experiences that I've had just kind of, you know, kind of makes you a little bit more apprehensive moving in that space. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I've, a, lot of, a lot of really good women out there. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, I've probably met only one woman who had a real bad heart. You know what I mean? Who had, who was just not a good person. Everybody else I've met has always been down to earth, always been cool. I see these dudes on here talking shit about women. I'm like, man, look, you, (laughs) you know, like it's everything ain't for everybody, man. You know what I mean? And it's like, you need to get talking to the men now. It's like getting some of that bitterness out of your heart, bro. Like, I don't like the saying who hurt you because somebody probably did. Some people probably did. You know what I mean? But it's like, yo, you need to seek help professional and maybe spiritual you know what i mean if that's your thing so yeah nah man you're definitely right bunch of fun like all the women i've had on this podcast have all been dope have all been phenomenal all you know great (laughs) (laughs) no they've all been great man if i ever got word that some dude did something stupid to them you know what i mean i'd I don't think I'd take it too kindly, (laughs) you know so yeah man plenty and of course the whole idea yeah man you know it's uh that is definitely a, a, a real thing. You know, the whole idea. <laughs> Humble yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, man, with all this talk about growth, man, I saw this uh, this joint the other day. Um, we're talking about, like, life and knowledge. And it's, I'll say this before we get up out of here. Um, it says, great riddles about life. Everyone wants more of it to feel special. Yet the more, well, the question is, everyone wants more of it to feel special. Yet, the more you have of it, the less special you feel. What is it? Knowledge. So then it says, to be young and foolish is a wonderful thing. We think we know everything, that we are indestructible and have life all figured out. Then as we get older and wiser and delve much deeper into certain subjects, we suddenly realize just how much more there is to know. It can take people an entire lifetime to truly master a skill or acquire detailed knowledge on a topic And there are just too many skills and topics for any one person to cover in several lifetimes. Understanding this makes us humble. And it also makes you question the people who think they have all the answers. That shit is 
God. I want to say one thing, bro. What's that? You don't have to put on the voice, though. I didn't. <laughs> you ain't had to put on the voice. I no. did not. I did oh, not. We had a podcast. I can't do that. You got no video on. You know what I mean? I didn't. I was reading that shit. I said, man, let me not do the whole radio thing on here. You, you already did, bro. I'm already done. <laughs> Yo, if you ever want to hear the voice, just either tune in to when I'm on air on the station or come to the cemetery and take one of my tours. Then you'll hear. Pete, it's funny because I'll get on and I'll get on the microphone. Everybody like, yo, who the fuck is this? Then I'll get on there and start speaking. They'd be like, oh, I had a dude yesterday. Yesterday, I was giving a tour yesterday. And a uh, white dude, funny dude, he gets off and he just stares at me. He said, wait, was that you talking? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, that was me. And he was like, yo, I thought that was a recording. <laughs> I said, nah, man, nah, 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 nah. Yo, you stupid, yo. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That boy just turned on as a switch. <laughs> I knew it was bad when you leaned into the jump. People can't see you leaning into the mic. You leaning into the mic like. Me, 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 me. Nah, man, I read that the other day. And I was like, damn, bro, that shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? That shit is tight. And it's just a testament to life where it's like, yo, you don't think you you don't know everything, you know, and if a immediate turnoff from anybody, whether it be a regular friend, a, you know, a co-worker, a romantic partner or interest, whoever the fuck mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, you know, I'm never wrong. Whew, boy, that is Spence repellent. Kill <laughs> it, <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm like, nah, can't deal with you, bro. Because I used to think that. You know what I mean? I know my mom used to always say, you think you know everything? You think you know everything? No, I don't. And I did until life taught me that I didn't, you know. And learning is a great thing. Learning learning is a wonderful thing, man. You know, and I hate school. Fuck school. But well, let, me, let me not say that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Like, even though I graduated, like, magna cum laude and all this, I hated school, but I love learning. You know what I mean? I love learning about y'all stories, man. Like, you know, when you say you drove down south, I had no idea of, that you did that. You know what I mean? And I just feel like you did something that a lot of people wake up every day and say, I wish I could do. I, man, I just want to go driving. And you did it. Yeah, bro. You know, and it look where it led you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I love learning about people's stories. I Like I said it last time. I think it was with Ty, or I think it was maybe the one before that um, with Trev and Sal, but it's like every single time, like, you know, I learned a lot from Sal, like, you know, this guy was moved back home, depressed, whatever, all this shit, and then bought a house and a Porsche before 30, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, a wonderful thing to learn about people's stories. You can take something, if you're, if you're, if you're listening, comprehension is what it should be. You know, you can learn a lot from other people's yeah. stories, man. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on, dog. This was easy, bro. Yeah, oh. man. So uh, now, next time, me, you, Brandon, <laughs> and Lou. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll probably get canceled off of that. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just be honest. <laughs> I think me... 
you and Lou will be all right. But Brandon, he gonna Brandon, make me a little. <laughs> Uh, and Brandon only amplifies me, bro. Yo, and Brandon got the most, one of the most amazing stories out of anybody I've met. Like, you know, and this guy, you would, he's a wild boy. And I always say that on every episode. So I think at one day soon, in the not so distant future, it has to be the four of us Man, on here. You gotta get that. Yeah, you gotta let me hear the edited joint. Things out that we need out. <laughs> Got some stories, boy. Hey, we all man. Look, you know, we just this with me, you. Um, I'm not gonna go into the details of it, but how far we've come with a lot of things. You know, I'm not even gonna go into that because I don't know who won't listen to it on your side. <laughs> I just thought I don't know what your situation is. Man, I would trade it lightly this whole <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, uh, uh, what's the saying? I ain't what I used. I ain't what I used to be. Well, when, uh, when I, what's the saying? Uh, uh, I'm not what I used to be, but thank God I'm not with some some shit like that. I'm just that, glad, I lie, but I don't know the line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I know. Um, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I ain't where I used to be. There you go. Yeah, that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because, boy, me and Lorenzo done had some stories to share about a lot of shit, man. I'm but back, bro. I got a lot. I got... <laughs> we was in the same space, but don't even know half the stuff going on, bro. It was, it was... Likewise. Likewise, you know. And if I'd be ever so honored to hear, you know, sometimes, man, it's just going to be things that just stay between me, us, and God. That's it. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. it. But thanks, man, for coming on, dog. Like this was a dope conversation, man. We definitely uh but you live in what? 10 damn 15 minutes down the damn street. <laughs> oh, okay. 20 minutes down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely thank you for coming on, man. Um, learned a lot. Definitely gonna inspire somebody. Hopefully. You know, I don't know who be listening to this thing at this point because I be having people hit me up that I haven't spoken to in a while, in a long while, saying that they liked it. So hopefully, you know, it can your story hit somebody and like you know inspires them to drive cross country and get their minds right. You know, we save some mileage. <laughs> yeah, with these gas prices, fuck it. These gas prices, you might <laughs> pull out the driveway, pull in the driveway. You know. But All right, y'all. You know, man, it's, it's, it's an honor, bro. And I, I, you know, I commend you on everything that you've been through and where you are now. This is great, bro. Just, just keep the ball rolling, man. You, you on your path. Bro. Definitely, man. We all are, man. You know, we gonna uh, strive for the young black educated men yet. You know. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank y'all for uh, tuning in on another dope ass episode of the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things even though me and lorenzo kept it 99 ingenuous <laughs> all right y'all we out